every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to the title sponsor of the big show. That would be Big O. What are you laughing at? Save up to $190 off Michelin tires with financing options available only at your locally owned and operated Big O Tires, the team you trust. I was whispering in his ear. That's what he's laughing about. Were you making that joke? I was. Austin's making it. Not about about anything that we're... It was something we were talking about in the break that has to do with another show on the station. Oh, I got you. You We were just skewering DJ and PK during the break. Nice, nice, nice. About our uh, title sponsor, could there be a a more kind of, I don't know, lyrical, uh, rhyming, kind of good-sounding sponsor for the big show than the big o no i'm with you it rolls right off the tongue and if you disagree gtfo look at that <laughs> nice no it's 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 a perfect fit it's really easy to get in the uh the title sponsor reads because it just flows where right do you go to big, big o, o on the, the big, big show. show that's right yeah full yeah. show full show yeah <laughs> prices are so Got- low they don't blow uh, <laughs> what? What? You did not hit the button on that one. I did. What? That was borderline. We know no, about your alma not. mater, Joe <laughs> University. That was not bad. I mean, a lot of things do that. The wind does that. The wind? Yeah. Uh. You, you and your fellow uh, alums you know, at it. Joe Blow University, Gordon. No, I think, you know, the, the, the sailor says to the other, the winds are blowing. <clears throat> Do sailors sound like aged pirates? <laughs> You're going to pull that, right? In community theater? <laughs> You're going to mark that for, for reuse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to rejoin every three o'clock hour with it. <laughs> that would be great. If we could do that, that would be that would be really nice. Are you are you ready to get to what's going on, Gordon? Yeah, Should we check in with uh, check in with the other shows? Speaking by the of- way, I, by the way, Jake, uh, and I'll use this as a tease. But later on, I have I have news for jazz fans, and I'm trying to figure out whether it's good or bad. So we'll get to that eventually. If it's coming from you, I'm guessing it's bad. No, yeah. no, no, no. Heck of a tease, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Got some bad news for you coming up. No, uh, it might be good news. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly my reaction. This news doesn't blow. Uh. All right. Speaking of DJ and PK, <clears throat> uh, they had the discussion today about whether, uh, how well, does how you lose a game ultimately matter? Question of the morning. It's getting a lot of traffic. At uh, Twitter and at Facebook, Twitter, David DJ James, Facebook, DJ and PK. Are we writing off the Denver loss as one of those games or is it something else? And Rye Guy says, lose one out of 12 and we complain. (laughs) Yes, we do. 
That is true. Okay, would we, and I don't complain, is used use very loosely. I think discuss is what I would say uh, rather than complain. But if it had been something to where it was uh, 104 to 97, say, would that somehow make you feel better? Well, I guess the more competitive you make it, yes, it would make me feel better, but it wouldn't change the main storyline, which is they lost. And I think that any game they play against the Lakers and the Clippers and now against the Nuggets and and maybe always against the Nuggets, uh, given the playoffs last year and the way the Nuggets have trended. um, I think you and I both feel the same way about the Nuggets on this. They were a very good team last year or they wouldn't have gotten past the Jazz and the Clippers the way they did down 3-1 in both series. And they'd won a playoff series the year before that. And they'd been the two and the three seeds. I mean, obviously they got it going. Now, they lost three rotation guys. Maybe two are more important than the third. But still, nonetheless, they lost three rotation guys. And right now, if you have to take a snapshot of the first quarter of the season, you would say they needed about a dozen games for a shakedown cruise, especially with the shorter camps and all that. But they figured it out. They're counting on a young guy for some offense and defensively, okay, he's a liability and his intensity maybe comes and goes or whatever. Because, you know, he's young, he's immature, but, man, he looks talented. And when he's on, they're right back where they were, which means they're a potential playoff matchup, which means to me everything that happens when the Jazz play the Nuggets, the Clippers, or the Lakers is more interesting because they don't look like they're separated by much. And they look like they're, I don't know, four of the top five teams in the NBA? Do they look better than most or all of the East? So anytime they play, we are going to go over this with a fine-tooth comb. This is high stakes, and we're going to always do it with a look towards, okay, this is one game in January. Now we're into February. Uh, but what does this mean when we get to the playoffs? What, what can we learn? What's going to help us analyze it? We know it's different in the playoffs, but this is the most information we get. So we are going to go. We watch too much basketball, PK, not to go over this with a fine-tooth comb. This game meant more. Well, I think everything means something. I agree. And this means more. And everything does mean something. Detroit, will mean the, the response, because what you said uh, in the last hour about energy, of course that's true. Of course you're right about that. Denver's like, we already lost these guys once. We're already down four games in the standings to these guys. We got to bring it. And they came out and hit four three-pointers in the first four minutes. They were four for four, and Quinn called timeout to try and stop. He could see, well, this is trending poorly. And the timeout didn't change anything. It kept trending poorly. You know, clearly Denver was fired. Poorlier. Poorlier. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly Denver was worked up. So is this mean more than just another game? Yes. I think any game against the Lakers, Clippers, and Nuggets is going to mean more unless, you know, it's COVID depleted. And it's not really. I mean, you just have the jerseys running around, but you you don't have the key players. But both teams are relatively healthy for this game. The Jets had their two guys back. So, yeah, how do we not treat this game like it means a little more? I know that was the problem, man. Freaking Mitchell. Three for 12, right? Get rid of him. Five turnovers? <laughs> Get rid of him. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Man. Holy cow. What a weak link. I mean, they won those ball games without him, and then he comes back. And uh, So I, I think as far as Jazz shooting, I'm not really alarmed. No. I mean, Mitchell shot what you, whatever you just said. Three of 12. So what? 
Yeah. I would say a big old so what. They scored 117 points. The percentages yeah. are right. The problem was at the other end of the floor. I As care it less. frequently has been against Denver. We remember the playoff series. Yeah, I would stop going back to last year. I mean, I just okay. the, the Jazz yeah. are so much different than than they are. They're so much better than they were last year and and or yeah, it's last year in the calendar year now too. I mean, I if because if you need Jamal Murray to score 50 points to beat you, you're going to win. So that's the number one reason why I don't give a crap about last year. And you could say, well, the Jazz needed Mitchell. Yeah, because they didn't have Bogdanovich. <laughs> so they did need him. This year, you know, I assume they'll have Bogdanovich. But the Jazz still lost, and Murray scored all those points. He's not doing that again. So that's why I couldn't care less about last year. That's not going to be a repeat. If they should play them in the playoffs, I promise you that Jamal Murray's not going to have a couple games where he scores over 50 points. So, and then they barely won. Is Jokic going to have another 47? I, I refuse to answer that on the grounds I couldn't incriminate myself. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, there you go. That's DJ uh, and PK. Um, you know, Jokic is going to be a tough matchup for whatever uh, team, you know, they're playing. But I don't, you know, PK had a funny line right there. He doesn't want to incriminate himself. I would bet against Nikola Jokic ever having 47 points against Rudy Gobert again. Yeah, I think that would be a smart bet. But Rudy's going to have to remind everybody how capable he is defensively. And he will. This is like the first bad defensive game like he's ever had. By the way, his the odds out of Vegas of him winning defensive player of the year, the latest ones just came out, 3-2. to two. So the predicting wizard thinks it's going to happen, huh? Yep, I guess so. Wow. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of like what PK said about quit looking at last year. Do you agree with that? I do. I think this is a better team than last year. Yeah, and I don't I, think the Nuggets are as good. When when Jokic plays like that, I guess they are, but I don't think they're as good. Can you imagine if both Jokic and Jamal had gone off like that, like they're capable of? That would, I mean, I don't know how many opportunities there are. There's only one ball. See, but. you know, Jamal Murray is a fine player, but he. What happened in that playoff series last year? Here's here's where I really uh, agree with PK. Let's forget about that. That wasn't who he is as a player. I mean, to to classify him in the same, um, in the same way we talk about Donovan Mitchell is a disservice to Donovan Mitchell. He's Jamal Murray's really good, but that's not who he is. Well, it was it who Donovan Mitchell was? Well, no, because they both did in the same playoff series uh, something that no, like nobody else has done before: score fifty <laughs> points twice. That that wasn't reality. Donovan Mitchell is a way better player than Jamal Murray, in my here's, opinion. Jamal Murray's averaging eighteen point nine points per game this year. But, but but here's the thing, though, on that: once a player does that to a team, that team usually doesn't forget. And I guarantee you, Jazz fans haven't forgotten. And so they kind of feel uncomfortable when you talk about a guy like Jamal Murray because he has shown that he's capable of doing that. And there have been Jazz killers in the past who have been consistently really good against the Jazz. Uh, well, Austin Rivers, think about him, you know? Yeah, but, right, exactly. But so nobody so is, that, thinks- is, that, is that the truth? Maybe it's not the truth, but maybe it's the truth against the Jazz. 
Right, but nobody ever thought of uh, of uh, Linus Kleza as some sort of all star. <laughs> and and Jamal Murray's good. Don't I mean? Don't get me wrong, but he's he is not as good as Donovan Mitchell, and he is certainly not as good as as how he played in the bubble. I don't think that that was real. Well, how do you explain that then? A lot of weird stuff happened in the bubble. Denver should never have. Denver came back from being down three one twice. Right. In the playoffs. That so you're never taking their, happens. You're never taking happens. that credit away from them? Oh, yeah, for sure. And then and then uh, they lost three key guys. Boy, I tell you, if, if Jazz fans heard somebody talking about their team and saying that uh, what they had done in the past that was positive proves nothing and it's not the truth, they would have a hard time listening to that. Oh, they would not because they heard it forever about their last Western Conference Finals trip. <laughs> oh, yeah, but don't forget they beat the Warriors in the second round after the Warriors knocked out the number one seed Mavericks. And you can't even talk about that run without mentioning that. All right. Is that whatever not true? No, I mean, yeah, whatever. I, I just I, this is a thing where we're trying to determine what the truth is, and that seems to be a bit of a problem in our society today. Where is the truth? I, well, I don't know. Well, I saw this happen. Yeah, but that's not the truth. You know, well, what is the truth? I mean, what, what are you going to point to to prove truth? Well, I'll tell you a differing opinion from mine. David Locke thinks that uh, there's the upper echelon teams in the NBA consists of four teams. The uh, Lakers, Clippers, Jazz, and Nuggets. So David has a much higher opinion of the Nuggets, uh, maybe than I do. Speaking of that, this is the, the I'll fit this in because I teased it. Uh, there are let's see, there are five teams that currently have better odds of winning an NBA title than the Jazz. Who do you think those teams are? New Orleans. <laughs> no. Hmm. Let's see here. Orlando. Come on, Jake. <laughs> the Kings. Um, well, probably the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, and, geez, the Sixers? No, the Nuggets are behind them. Oh. The Lakers, Nets, Clippers. Oh, Nets, of course. Yeah. Bucks and 76ers currently have better odds. But the Jazz have better odds than the, let's see, Oh, they're tied with the Celtics. They're tied with the Celtics at uh, 16 to 1. The Nuggets are 20 to 1. They're behind them. The Nuggets, the Mavericks, the Heat, the Suns, the Pacers, the Raptors, Blazers, Warriors, all beneath them. But they are, there are only five teams that have better odds than they do right now. Where, where are those from? Our guy Jimmy? They are from, yes. Our guy Jimmy Shapiro. Mm hmm. Was he the Bet USA or something like that? Uh, let's let's get to our our second clip here from Hanson Scotty because I heard this this convo and I thought it was interesting. <laughs> uh, they talked about who the Pats fans will be cheering for in the Super Bowl. Are New England Patriots fans cheering for Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski? That is a excellent question. Um, do you cheer for your ex to have a lovely life and to? Have great things happen to them. How did my divorce go down? Did she cheat? Did I cheat? I don't know. How did it? Was it money issues? No, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. I was like, wow, we got breaking news here. No, no, I'm just saying, like, uh, in in order for me to give you the answer, I need to know the 
Um, okay, well, do Can we... you liken Tom Brady's separation from New England to a divorce, like some That's, type of divorce? I, I think so. And it seems like it was an amicable divorce. Okay. So I didn't have to, like, there was no big money arguments like, I'm taking all the house. Like, it was pretty cut and dry. Seemed that way. Okay. But that's between the Patriots and Tom Brady. Do the fans feel jilted, though? Hmm. Like, mom and dad can separate, and they're both happy, but the kids are still ticked off. Yeah. Do we have joint custody? Uh, No. No. They stayed with the dad. Mom went to Tampa. All the artwork, though, that they did while they were with you, you got that on the fridge still. (laughs) Oh, man. I this think, is a tough one. I think it, that they will be rooting, especially considering they went, what they go, seven and nine, six and ten? Mm-hmm. I say that New England Patriot fans, we got to get, we got to reach into the mind of a Boston fan, someone who lives in Boston, and that is a very scary sight to get into because those fans are disturbed and they're angry and they hate everybody. I've got to imagine the fact that Tom Brady's playing in a Super Bowl, the team that you love went sub 500 did not make the playoffs you're already cranky about that i gotta imagine there will be a lot of kansas city chief fans in boston for this game that's just my two cents Mm. It, it you bring up a really good point there's such a thin line between love and hate a very thin line because you love somebody so much and they've done so much for you but when when they call it off or when it's when it falls apart the ability to want to see them do good things i you got to be a really big person and there's one thing i know about new england patriots fans they're not big people they're very small like in stature or no in... just in uh in personality yeah yeah and so i could see them wanting and wishing for tom brady to rip the guts out of a knee and oh, for yeah. his entire career to be done yep. in this Super Bowl. Because let's be honest here, Tom Brady didn't want to come back to New England. Tom Brady wanted to leave. At least that's the sense I got. He was ready to move on. He was he was ready to get away from Belichick. Yeah. yeah because Gronkowski was actually more vocal about that than Tom was. Remember, Gronk was like, I just needed to take a year off and smoke weed to kind of release from the memories of, of this guy. Go on a this few- tyrant. Go on a few party cruises, yeah. smoke a lot of dope, yeah. get my CBD uh, endorsements going. Yeah. Try to try to men in black memory erase this thing, you know? But um, I don't think that they're cheering for him. I uh, got a... Got a text from somebody who's, you know, brings up a really good point. And this is, I think this is a fair assessment. Did Jazz fans cheer for Carl Malone when he was with the Lakers? No, they did not. And I think the reason there's, but you have the Lakers, the Lakers and Jazz, you know, Jazz hated the Lakers. I don't think anybody in Boston gave two you-know-whats about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers until Tom Brady went there. So you don't have that added element of hatred. So Jazz fans did not want to see, knowing that the the Jazz were out of that race, and that year it was, what, the Lakers and the Pistons? Correct. Jazz fans did not want to see Carl Malone win a ring. I don't think so. Should I poll question this? Yeah, you know what? I might be wrong on that. you got to go back to 2004. Um, maybe, maybe, I was, uh, maybe I'm off on that assessment. 
my gut tells me New England Patriot fans just want Tom Brady to get injured and be done, be gone, out of football. They don't want to see him succeed. They don't want to see him win. There you go. Hanson Scotty talking about Patriots fans, who they are uh, cheering for. I would definitely guess they're cheering for the Chiefs. They're not cheering I, for Tom I, to I, win. Hold on. Hold on here. Let, let me read you a couple of headlines that are currently floating around Boston. Are Patriots fans rooting for Tom Brady to win Super Bowl? Well, it's complicated. Somebody else says New England Patriots fans owe Tom Brady nothing. It, it is, it's a mix. I think there are some people that are mad at the Patriots for not keeping Tom Brady. Apparently, Brady delivered a heartfelt message to uh, Patriots fans. Uh, you know, I, That's cute and all, but they're still not rooting for him to win. I, I think some some those uh, those uh, those affections for Tom Brady ran pretty deep, and I know there's when there's yeah, a trust separation. Me. <laughs> I there, know. There, no, come on. There there are some uh, some some ruptured feelings there. <laughs> But, but I, I I think it's a mix. It's not all when when you say New England Patriots fans, they don't all walk in lockstep. You know, some some will root for Tom and some will hate Tom. That's that's just the way. It is. And we know it's gonna kill you to root against Tom next Sunday. <laughs> because I picked the. Uh, pick the Chiefs before the season started. Yeah, you have made an official pick this week, but we all know who it's going to be. Well, I picked them before the season started. They're the favorites. Your love of the favorite. I mean, you picked the Texans several years ago. You moved off them pretty quick. You know, this thin thin line between love and hate, that's always been curious to me because really, if you really love somebody, can't you set them free? Yeah, but see, we know you love Tom. You just love yourself picking the favorite even more. I mean, it's you're you're between a rock and a hard place. Right. But we know but which I'm, which love wins out. I, I explained no, this no, to no. you the but other I'm, day. But I'm talking about the discussion that Hans and Scotty had. Oh. Well, no. yeah, I think Patriots. I don't know uh, how did Hans put it. I don't know if they're rooting for Tom to rip his knee out. I think that might be a tad bit extreme. But I don't think they're rooting for him to win a Super Bowl with uh, without them. Yeah, I understand that some people are going to be angry no matter what, but I I also believe that there are some people who cheered for Tom Brady for so long and understand what he gave that franchise and do feel like they owe him something as opposed to that headline I just read that Patriots fans owe him nothing. All right, let's... uh... Let's jump out of the zone phone. Uh, joining us now, of course, our good friend uh, Matt Harrison from Lone Depot. And uh, we're helping our, our listeners out, Matt, uh, kind of find out what a reverse mortgage is because it could really help a lot of people. Yeah, it really can. Um, you know, this is a program that allows for you to either increase your cash flow. So if you think about it right now, if, you, if you're making mortgage payments and, you know, that money every single month is going to pay down this mortgage, um, wouldn't it be great if you could hit the stop button on that and, and not have to make those principal or interest payments anymore? Um, you know, with a reverse, you're still having to, to pay for taxes and insurance. But you know, for those of you that you, know, you may have 
got to the point in your life where you're not making, you know, as much money as you once were and, you know, cash flow is really, really tight. You know, a reverse mortgage is a way to um, allow for more cash flow. Uh, you know, you don't have to make those principal and interest payments anymore. And, you know, you can use that money to live life. So how do I qualify for one of these things, Matt? All right. So first and foremost, it, if, if there's a couple, at least one of you has to be 62 or older. Um, you have to either own this home free or clear or um, have a pretty substantial equity position in the home. You know, that kind of rule of thumb that we use is about 50% equity. So if your home is worth $400,000, you got to have a mortgage of $200,000 or less, give or take, and, and this will be a program that you could look at. Um, it has to be a primary residence. And, uh, and then counseling would be, uh, would be required for you. But as you look at it, as far as your own situation, just run through some of these questions. Would I benefit from not having to make a monthly payment as far as principal or interest anymore? Um, would that better our position financially? And the questions to really find that out, I need like three basic things. Your birth date, how much equity you have in the home, and, you know, if you have any current mortgages on it. And from there, we can develop a plan for you. And I love this. You're actually giving out your cell phone today. I am. Yep. So 801-330-2200. I'm one of the lucky ones way back in 1997. I was able to grab a cool number. <laughs> Held on to it forever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, feel free to give me a call or send me a text. I'm also sending out free books today um, that will talk about this program. I also have a lot of informational videos on my website. It's reverseourhome.com. Again, reverseourhome.com. And again, my goal is to educate you and see if this is a program that can work for you. You know, Matt, I'm so inspired by you giving out your cell phone over the air. I'm going to go ahead and give out Gordon's. It's uh, I, I 801. Do that. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know, Matt. Uh, that might that could lead to some trouble. That could lead <laughs> to some trouble. But no, it's really cool. You're giving out your cell phone. That's the kind of service you're going to get with our with Matt and uh, and the Loan Depot. Here's that number again. If you missed it, 801-330-2200. 801-330-2200. And uh, Matt mentioned as well. Reverse our home. Com. A lot of cool videos up there. Reverseourhome.com. You know, Matt, you're right. That is a cool number. That's super easy to remember. Uh, hey, Matt, have you really yeah. had that since 1987? <laughs> when did not, not 87, Gordon. Not 87, but 97. 97. 97. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. 801-330-2200. Thank you, Matt. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's highest-rated, most-listened-to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally-owned Big O' Tires for no-credit-needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The wind's a-blowing. <laughs> it's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Okay, so so Jake, I have good news. Uh, I have good news. Uh, I can answer the question that Scotty and Hans were discussing. All right, I, I can answer it rather definitively. Not absolute, but uh, pretty close. 
All right. So they had the discussion about whether New England Patriots fans are going to root against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And I just happened to find a poll that was taken by Boston.com. And they polled over 9,000 voters. And the overwhelming majority, nearly 90%, responded that they would indeed cheer for Tom Brady no matter what team he's on. Not almost 90%. Only 8% said they wanted the uh, the KC Chiefs to win. No, I don't believe it. Well, you don't believe it. 9,000 people. So? What's the margin of error there, Gordon? <laughs> and how many people live in Boston? Quite a few. Yeah, I'm not buying it. They're all rude. I don't. I, they don't want to see Tom win. You kidding? Just like the Jazz, uh, they they brought it up. The Jazz didn't want to, the Jazz fans didn't want to see Carl win with the Lakers. Yeah but, yeah, but a lot of it depends on. This is a man who took their franchise to the Super Bowl nine times. All right, nine times. They do feel an allegiance to the. <laughs> they do feel. They do feel an affinity for the man, even though he's playing for. He's got himself another lover now. That's weird. That's really weird. You know what pains me is I can't stand Tom Brady, and I'm going to have to root for him on Sunday. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you're pained. Well, you're going to root against him on Sunday, so. I, Not necessarily. Gonna... I haven't made my official pick yet. No, you're picking the Chiefs. Come on. Well, I picked them last August. No, no you Drop gonna... the charade. Yeah, you were picking the Chiefs this week all the way along. Yeah, I know. It's going to pain you to pick against Tom Brady, but you're going to do it. And me, I've picked against Tom in every possible uh, uh, playoff round so far this year. In fact, it even cost us our bet, I believe, or me, our bet. But I'm going for it. I'm, Sp- I'm, I'm cheering and picking for Tom. Speaking of NFL bets, Gordon, who you pick this weekend absolutely has a lot on the line. Why? Because it's Not you for- or me. No, it's you or Jake. I think it's, yeah. I think. Oh, it's, that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Remember, I went undefeated last weekend. I mean, you guys are the ones that are really... Meaning gonna... Gordon could actually afford to pick the underdog in Tom Brady, but he ain't doing it. Ah, There you go. How did that slip <laughs> yeah, your mind, right. Austin? How, the, how in the world did you forget that? That you are bad at picking NFL games except no, for No, that I'm weekend? better than you. Oh, are you? <laughs> According, well, I'm just looking at the numbers. I'm Whoops. Hey, look, it's been a long time since I could say that, so let me be. That you're Gordon Munson? No, no, that I actually am ahead in this dumb thing. Oh, so, you're not ahead. Uh, Tim's like six yeah. games ahead of you. Well, I'm ahead of you two. Congrats. Tim, Tim's whooping <laughs> up on you. So we're in the sewer and you're climbing out of the sewer? or <laughs> Good for you. Exactly. So Patriots fans want Tom to win. I no, they it. do not. Yeah, I agree with Austin. Well, that's more information than you have. All you're doing is going, ah, I don't believe it. I, you know? So, you know, you have some fake news poll. What, what, what do Patriots I fans Stop. who voted in that poll want Tom Brady yeah, to win. But exactly. that's not the vast majority of Boston. Right. Well, there's also a story here from Fox News, and we know Fox News is dealing in no fake news, right? Well... <clears throat> No hard feelings, Patriots fans still rooting for Brady, the headline says. And then what's this? 
the something called the Press Herald headline. Patriots fans still cheering for Tom Brady. This new from radio something or other. Patriots fans have turned to Tom Brady. So let me get this straight. When it comes to Tom Brady, you're more than willing to Google. <laughs> I always have but Googled. but everything else, it's what Austin Austin, see if you could look that up for me. I've always Googled. But when when it comes to Tom, just a Googling machine over there. I think he's got him memorized. <laughs> Uh, Spin tweets in, says, uh, it is possible to pick the favorite and root for Brady. That way, no matter what happens, Gordon Monson wins. Hashtag daffodils and sweet pickles. Sven, see, Sven is a smart man. He knows that uh, that I can do that if I want to. Every day is daffodils and uh, sweet pickles. No, because you're not going to root for Tom Brady. Oh, really? Because I really don't care whether I get this pick right or not, because you two are the ones who are bringing up the rear You're here. You're going to root for the Chiefs. It's all right. It's okay. I just think you guys, I get tired of you guys running down Tom Brady when he has done so many just fantastic things. I'm picking game. Tom Brady in this game. <laughs> oh, are you? You're not. Leave me alone. I'm picking the Bucks <laughs> Because you hate the Chiefs. I do. It's true. So who doesn't have faith in Tommy now, huh? Wait a minute. I'm just playing Tom Brady highlights in my mind right now. Sounds like you've lost lost faith in Tom Brady is what it sounds like to me. Sure, when he's on the the steamrolling Patriots team, you have no problem picking Tom. But all of a sudden he's the underdog for once in his entire life, and you're right off of the bandwagon. I haven't made my official pick yet. I don't know nothing. I did pick the Chiefs before the season started. You keep saying that. You keep preparing us for your – that's your out. (laughs) I love this. You're picking Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl. Yes. This is a a thing of beauty. I love it. Say it, Jake. Say it with conviction. What? That I'm picking the the Bucs? That I'm I'm cheering for the underdog? Because, Because you think that what? Tom Brady is what? No, no, no. It's because I hate the Chiefs. You were right on that. <laughs> no, you were you were correct. Well, There's no hate. rationale to it. I just don't want to see Chiefs fans happy. Sorry, Bowler. <laughs> You're going to have to answer to the man for that one. I, I, you know, I'm sure he's angry at me. And I, I, again, so sorry, Bowler. But, yeah, I'm not rooting for the Chiefs. No way. Apparently, and I, in from... order to catch you in our little picks game, I have to pick it opposite of you, and thus I'm picking the Buccaneers. <laughs> okay, well, do what you got to do, man. Do what you got to do. Hmm. Apparently, Tom Brady. Tom Brady was asked if he were a Patriots fan, would he root for himself in the Super Bowl? We should play that. Yeah. I'd be interested in knowing what he said. Really, I don't want to hear him say anything. Right. Ever. You, you want to play this? If it's, it's if it's he on. knows the meteor's coming and he's the only person that knows it, I don't want to hear it. Take your, I've heard enough of him. Take your cleft chin. How, and what, is, can, what do the kids how, say uh, these days? S-T-F-U? Is that it? That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that what the kids say? <laughs> I don't know, Gordon. You're more in touch with the, today's youth than me. 
I, we need to play this. I want to know what he's no, saying. No, we don't. Edited we just spent to me. two whole segments on, on Tom Brady. I think we, we're Tom brady out. It's the Super Bowl week. How can you talk about the oh, Super Bowl Lord. without talking about Tom Brady? Stay- he's in his 10th. He's, he might win his 7th. Stay tuned. Less Tom more next. <laughs> Less Tom Brady. Is that content. a promise? I don't know. Talk to talk to uh, uh, Tom McLover over there. You're- <laughs> I'm not bringing it up. You're the one who's picking him. I am. You're the one who's lost faith in him. You're 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 man crush. You're cheating on Tom. Yeah, you're totally cheating With on Pat. Tom. Not necessarily. Yes. I have not I have not made my official pick. Uh-huh. And the beauty of it is, like I said, it doesn't matter whether I'm right or wrong because I'm still going to end up ahead of you two. You're predictable. It's fine. It's all right. Yeah, I I I laid this out for you the other day. You know, you love your Ferrari and you love your family. Of course, family is number one. You know, it's a different type of love. You love Tom Brady, and you love picking the favorite. You're going to pick the favorite. It's just priorities, man. It doesn't mean you don't love Tom. It You'll just, be it's, right. It's a different type of love. You guys are going to cajole me into picking the Buccaneers. Keep this up. I'm not conjoling anything. Yeah, I just you're not going to pick the Buccaneers. And you'll be right, and we'll be right. Right. It's fine. We need to play this. I want to hear what Tom has to say. Play Austin. it. Go ahead. You want me to play it right We've now? We've got more next. Stay tuned. Here, let me get 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I don't, I don't know whether he, he uh, used intemperate language or not. This has nothing to do with money. The losses are huge. You're a rich girl and you're gone too far because you know it don't matter anyway. You can rely on the old man's money. You can rely on the old man's money. It's a bitch, girl, but it's gone too far because you know it don't matter anyway. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time for a try-day trading market update. Trydaytrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader. Visit trydaytrading.com. Gordo? How did the markets do today? The markets were all up, Jake. Uh, I hope this data is uh, correct because I looked at a different one and then it, uh, it, it, I, I got kicked off the site for some reason. I don't know what happened, so I hope these numbers are actually correct. But apparently the Dow went up over 30, 30,000 again, went up uh, like 230 points. So and the Nas, the Nas, yeah, was up. Mm, 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 mm. Hey, this is so scrumptious. <laughs> the Nasdaq was up three hundred and thirty-two points. Is this hand shot? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> and the S and P was up. Nearly 60 points. When you stop that, please. Is what about Bob one of the funniest movies ever? Yes. It is. I've never seen it. What? Wow. You need to jump on that, Gordon. You'd like it. Okay. Why have I you know. not seen it? Yeah, well, I don't know. That seems I... like a random movie not to have seen. I know. We like lost at sea for twenty eight years, or <laughs> yeah. Arr. I'll tell the you what. The winds are blowing. Speaking Arr. of that, when the winds are blowing, when Bob goes sailing and they tape him to the mast, 
And then he comes off all happy saying, did you see me? I sailed. It's one of the funniest things, the funniest scenes in movies. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, the markets uh, are happy today. So I watched Trading Places the other night. I hadn't seen that one. I'm sailing! <laughs> I'm a sailor. Uh, Trading Places, Places is amazing. Yeah, it's one of my favorite yeah. movies. Yeah. Looking That's good, Lewis. <laughs> Feeling good, Billy Ray. <laughs> Mama, guess what? Ahoy! I sail. I'm a sailor. I sail. Would you consider oh, yourself a sailor? Because oh, I think I, I think I kind of do consider myself. Of course a you do. Of course you do. No, I mean I did. I I sailed when I was a kid. That's know? not elitist. <laughs> no, it was just a little thing. Okay. No. Okay, was... Gordon Kennedy. <laughs> no, no, I have I have sailed. You know, bigger boats that weren't mine, but I, I, I used yeah. to sail. I uh -huh. sailed this this little. You know, it was a very small, humble little craft, and uh, that's the time when we got stuck out in the channel, almost got run over by a freighter. But, but I. We've heard I this can, story a hundred so times. You were Let's really, you were really bad sailor then. <laughs> well, I mean, I was out there, you know. Pulling the sails and you know paddling the boat and, and nearly got yourself killed. Yeah, you weren't much of a, a, a sailor. I think you know, you know just being on a sailboat does not qualify you as a sailor. <laughs> I was on a catamaran, a big old catamaran once uh, yeah. over in Hawaii, huh. and it was it was really fun. You know, we were out there sailing, and the dolphins were swimming alongside. Did the same thing down in uh, Saint Lucia. It's, it's real. I recommend that if you ever get a chance to get out on a cat, have some fun. Just because I only you have one Porsche. Just because you charter a catamaran does not make you a sailor. <laughs> okay. Well, I, mean, I spent a lot of time. Arr, the winds yeah. are blowing. Yeah. I did. I spent a lot of time on the, on the water, and and the water calls me. It calls my name. Okay, it calls out. Okay, easy, Moana. Moana. Yeah. Take it easy here. <laughs> Seriously. Chieftain, I don't know. Are you gonna break out into song? You have a little chicken with you? Or? No, no, no. It always no. has, like the song by <laughs> Christopher Cross, "Sailing," which you hate. Oh, it's a uh, terrible uh, song. Can I hear a little bit no, of that? No, over could... my dead body. <laughs> I mean, I cold dead. No, I like it. I like the idea of being out on the water and sailing along. Man, it's just—I don't know. You either have that or you don't. And I understand that you. Ye, uh, ye land lovers don't, but I, but I do. I Rock think shows, I car shows, boat shows, Monaco. I think I would have been a man. I think if I'd been born 200 years ago, I would have been out on the sea. Neat. All right, if you're a normal human and can't charter yachts, you might want to listen up. Let's get out to the zone phone. Uh, joining us now from the Lone Depot, he's our friend uh, Matt Harrison. And uh, Matt, uh, you know, as we get older in life, uh, you know, some of the stuff we're talking about reverse mortgages today, this uh, this becomes very, very important. The, the movie What About Bob is like right in front of me right now. That's thinking amazing. about Gordon. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Reverse mortgages, guys. This is such a wonderful program. It, it really is. And I'm passionate about it. And, and I want to ask you a couple of questions if I can. Um, if you have a mortgage, Jake, and, and, and you're paying this and you make a payment, okay. what, what, where does that payment go? Uh, to the bank. Oh, yeah. So it, it lowers down your principal and interest, right? Your loan balance goes down a little bit. I went for the, the literal answer there. 
<laughs> right, 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 right. Well, he goes to the bank, right? But can you can you request to the bank to take it back? I don't think so. No, they would probably laugh at you and say, yeah, that's, sorry, um, we just want another payment 30 days from now. Can you please make your payment on time? With a reverse mortgage, it's very different, all right? We've already gone over that if you, if you get a reverse, you don't have to make payments, right? That, that, that's the whole idea. You don't have to make a principal or interest payment, and you can stop and increase your cash flow. But what happens if you actually do make a payment? This is what's so cool about this program. So one of the programs within the reverse mortgage allows for a line of credit. And here's the really cool thing about this. If you decide to make a payment, so in other words, let's say that you wanted to treat this reverse mortgage like a forward mortgage and continue to make payments. For every payment that you make, let's say you made a $2,000 payment, it would lower down the loan balance just like it would in a forward mortgage, but here's the difference. It would go dollar for dollar into a line of credit that, get this, not only can you take back out, but it's growing with interest for you. Wow. That seems amazing. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, that's super words, cool. You, you, make, you make payments during the year, you can use that money. Your, your house becomes a liquid asset. It's living and breathing. You can, you can put money into it by, by paying down the mortgage. It increases your line of credit. If you take money out of the line of credit, it goes back into your mortgage. But this becomes something you can actually use to help park money you know, that will grow over time. That's amazing. Now, uh, I love this because if uh, our listeners are out there and they want to get started, you're you're giving out your cell phone. We're going right to the source. I am. And I've had a lot of you take advantage of it. So please write it down. Super easy. 801-330-2200. Again, 801-330-2200. I'm giving away free books. Just send me a call. Send me a text with your address. More than happy to send that to you. You can also go to my website. It's reverseourhome.com. Again, reverseourhome.com. It's going to give you tons of videos and information about this program. And again, super, super easy to find out if you qualify for it. Thank you, Matt. We'll talk to you a little later on in the show. Appreciate you. All right. It's our friend Matt Harrison with Loan Depot. Again, that number, 801-330-2200, or go to uh, reverseourhome.com. Chris Mannix joins us next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.